Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls. We have our very first off-season episode coming at you. It's the Sunday night, Monday morning show. We have a lot to talk about. The World Series, the Red Sox, the Yankees, all the things that we talk about on this show. My name is Patrick. I'm here with John and Barnes and our latest, newest addition to the Bleacher Brawls crew, Kasim. I'm going to get everybody's first pitch. I want to hear from Kasim about uh, joining the show. But first, I will start with John. What's been going on with you? Give me the skinny. Um, I'm starting to finally kind of kick it out of my depression. You know, um, it was pretty hard. Uh, Yankees losing the ALCS. Uh, I didn't handle it well, as we all know. And I'm finally kind of moving past that and beginning to, you know, enjoy life again. So, you know, we're getting back to that stage of healing, the healing process. So, and, um, yeah, and obviously, yeah, welcome, uh, Cass. I'm so happy to have you here. And, uh, Barney, I haven't talked to you in like a week, man. So it's good to see you. And Pat, same here, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure working with you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I don't mind talking baseball. I have no problem with it. Cool. (laughs) You know, uh, great group of guys. Um, I got a lot of knowledge. I've been watching it since the 1990s. So, you know, I'm happy to be a part of it. I don't care if you're a Red Sox fan or any kind of fan. I'm not no enemy. You're not my enemy. <laughs> so I'm going to get along with everybody. I'm, I've been over the Yankee. Hang out with Luke some. I've been over the Yankee loss for uh, since actually when they lost, I got over it the next day because I knew the Astros were a better team. I was just hoping we could win, but it didn't happen. Barnes, what's up with you? I am starting to finally become a person again. Not, not after the Yankee thing. It's more or less... I'm two months into being this like a newborn parent. I'm like, woof. Okay. I'm starting to settle into a schedule. John, I know you know what it's like. Pat, with your grandkids, I know you know what it's like to just those little whippersnappers keeping you up. But I, I literally feel like my household is finally hitting a stride. And I'm like, okay, like I'm supposed to be this amount of tired, or I wake up this many times, even though the misses will like, actually do the feeding at night but i still hear the wake up and i'm like oh, oh, oh okay i'm awake too oh I'll let the puppy out in the back to let her go to the bathroom but giants new york football giants had a bye week so i wasn't disappointed by them i wasn't super cheered up by them but it was a nice even keel week for me i just i love it i mean we're we're in you know off-season baseball now and that's always an exciting time. And I know we're going to talk a couple, uh, you know, free agent signings and stuff like that later this episode. But yeah, everything's great. Pat, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I don't have much going on. Um, I was going to uh, bring up the fact that you're talking about being a new parent. And for Kasten, this is joining the Bleacher Bros crew is not the only exciting thing to happen to you this week. Yeah, I got a newborn son, man. Week going a weekend. So. Stevie was talking about the waking up nights. Well, I'm kind of getting used to that. Uh, but it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I know I'm going to go through the ups and downs, but, hey, you know, I'm going to get through it. Uh, he's healthy. That's all I cared about. You know. Cheers. Yeah, thank For you. Sure. I appreciate Congratulations. It. I appreciate it. Been a long time coming, so we're happy. <laughs> Great. Love it. We got lots to talk about, so let's jump into it. Got it. Houston Astros 
win the World Series. They beat the Phillies 4-2, a Phillies squad that many thought were overmatched, gave them a pretty good fight. However, uh, they finished the fight last night uh, in Houston. Um, Barnes, I'll start with you. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the Astros winning it, your thoughts on um, where they've come from since 2017, all that kind of stuff. I want to hear what you're thinking, Barnes. Uh, this is a quick shout out to Doug. They're cheaters. I know that's what Doug would say. So I just want to say it. But also what I want to say for me is, hey, Doug, the Phillies did not beat the Astros. You got it wrong. I know I also said that the Phillies were going to win, but that was just like, uh, I'll pick the Phillies because I don't want the Astros to win. But we all knew the Astros were the better team. Um, but holy cow, like since 2017, I really think that this Astros team is just, I don't want to say the the bar, but they're kind of the bar that every team has to meet. Like they're a very complete team. You know, obviously the Braves won 2021, but, you know, Houston, we've seen them have a boatload of success. Shout out to Trey Mancini for Doug and all the O's fans in there. Let's go O's. Uh, Dusty Baker, who I know, Cassim, I know you're a huge fan of him. I'll let you talk a little bit more about Dusty. Um, but holy cow, like, my thing is, like, Jeremy Pena, this kid is a star. He is a star in the making. He is a star right now. He won the World Series MVP. He was, We kind of mentioned throughout the whole postseason, he was just crushing it. You know, Bryce Harper was also stellar this postseason, you know, and we'll kind of talk about it a little bit later, too. But Bryce Harper, holy cow, like. He just couldn't put Philly on his back, <laughs> you know, but, you know, from from top to bottom, you know, Jordan Alvarez, I think, finally had his big moment, you know, with that home run that kind of really sealed the deal. And I think that ripped out Philly's heart. <laughs> Your soul is mine from Mortal Kombat. So, <laughs> I mean, Kasim, how are you feeling about the uh, the Astros as a whole? Um. You know, I like to say off, uh, start off as congratulations to the Astros. Uh, one thing we could all do now is we could throw the cheating scandal in the garbage. Uh, there's no cheating scandal no more. Uh, even in, back in 2017 as a Yankees fan, Yankees did not lose because Houston cheated. The Yankees lost because they couldn't hit in the last three, four games. So, you know, all I have to say is uh, they're a well-rounded team, a well-rounded organization from top to bottom, minor league system. They know how to grow their players. They know how to, you know, develop them. They've got great talent. Uh, Dusty Baker, one of my favorite managers in the game, uh, he, wanted with the, he wanted with Houston. I'm proud of him. But, you know, I wanted him to win back then with the Giants, but it didn't happen, or with the Cubs. But he's well-deserving. I think with this ring, put him in the Hall of Fame for sure. You know, he's a Hall of Fame manager. He's a great manager. He's He's gone everywhere he's gone. He won. He took him to the playoffs. Uh, you know, you, you know, Steve, you talked about Jeremy Pena. You lose Carlos Correa, everybody's like, what they're going to do? And here comes another star in Jeremy Pena. They developed Correa, developed Altuve, Bregman. They had Springer, Jordan Alvarez through a trade. I mean, everything they have, it works. Uh, free agents that come over there ends up working for them, reviving their careers. I mean, uh, Ryan Presley, Hector Neris. I mean, name goes on. Justin Verlander was... When he was here in Detroit, he was kind of like falling off. He went to Houston, revived his career. Uh, Garrett Cole, same thing. Uh, 
look, there are a lot of people would want to be like their organization when they had Jeff Lou now and they had AJ Hinge. Uh, it's it's just it's very good. I mean, they're good at what they do, and you, you can't take it away from them. Uh, I thought maybe in this World Series, I thought the Phillies bats could actually beat uh, the best pitching in Houston. Uh, it didn't happen. Came up short. That uh, was a very good series. Schwarber did well. Harper, Real Muto, uh, Jordan Alvarez. He kind of struggled throughout the whole playoffs, except for three moments. Seattle, Seattle, game one and game two. And then he did it against Philadelphia. So he had three big home runs that counted and helped him, you know, advance and help win the World Series. And you got to give credit where credit is due, man. So enough with the cheating scandal. I don't want nobody to even talk about it from the outside. You know, enough is enough. They did it. Yeah, I, I unfortunately feel similarly, I think, because I wrote something at the beginning of the year when I was talking about uh, my predictions <clears throat> for the season. And I... I wrote my thing about the Astros and I was like, I just, I'm so sick of hating them. And I don't know how we're ever going to get over that. And I thought, you know, maybe we're going to get over that by one day they'll be really bad. Right. I mean, like every team goes through their ups and downs. They're going to be good for the next couple of years. And then in 2033, they'll be the worst team in the league and I'll, I'll be over it by then, you know, and, and they will have repented. Um, I feel like I was wrong in that. I think the opposite had to be true. I think they just had to win again. I think that they just had to win again with um, only five guys from that same squad before with a bunch of likable guys on that team. In, in you know, you mentioned Trey Mancini. Of course, this Red Sox fan loves Christian Vasquez, right? I love seeing him DH last night. Um, Dusty, I mean, you can't, you cannot dislike Dusty Baker. That's why they brought him in in the wake of the scandal because he's so freaking likable that it, you know, it would help people forget, you know? And I think at this point it's over. They've, they've, they've won it clean. And, um, and I think we're all just gonna have to get over ourselves. Uh, John, how you feeling? The complete opposite of everything you two just said. Look, I do not congratulate the Astros at all. Like Kasim, I want you to know something about me. I am not objective. I am very, very biased when it comes to the Yankees. So I don't give credit to the Astros at all. No credit whatsoever. Um, I want to make this clear. People, anybody listening, I do not hold grudges in life. I am a very much water under the bridge type of human being except when it comes to sports. I hold grudges forever when it comes to sports, and I will not let anything go. So with that in mind, no credit to the Astros. Uh, we did not know, like, in 2017, immediately after that they cheated. They, I don't know. It took a couple years for us to figure that out, didn't it? So, no, they're not. in my mind, they're not off the hook. Um, and with that in mind, I protest the results of the 2022 World Series. Um, that oh, taking no. that another <laughs> step further, because I'm here in Texas and I deal with Astros fans, oh, Astros fans, quotation marks, these bandwagon fans that I have absolutely no respect for. They were all Texas Rangers fans 10 years, 12 years ago that are now Astros fans today. Uh, I do know one legitimate Astros fan, but for the most part, they're all horrible fans that used to be Rangers fans. They shouldn't count. And the proof of this is the whole Phillies incident, the Philly fans incident. Um, the fact that 
Astros fans down here were legitimately shocked by the behavior of Philly fans. Like, can you believe they're doing this? I mean, yes, I can believe they're doing that. This, this is what Philly fans are. Like, if they're going to beat up each other in the bathroom when they're in the World Series winning games, like, they're going to beat up your fans too. I don't know if you guys heard about the whole don't feed the Astros thing that happened in Philly where, like, the Astros are trying to cater like get food catered and restaurants are like, no, we're not serving you. We're not catering you. And people were putting up signs in Philly saying, don't feed the Astros, like, which is the most Philly thing ever. And um, so the fact that Philly was being Philly and they were shocked by this, I'm like, yeah, you guys weren't paying attention this whole time. So yeah, you're terrible fans. You don't deserve this world series. I don't believe for a moment that it wasn't cheating. And yeah, like it's under protest until proven otherwise. Thank God. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> just I'm just on. glad I'm glad the Phillies fans didn't win because I freaking hate the Philly fanatic. I talked about it before. I have no idea what the hell that thing is. Like orbit, <clears throat> like orbit. You're like, oh, orbit. I get it. Houston, the freaking space <clears throat> stuff. Orbit, and it's this like cute little Martian thing. The Philly fanatic looks like a freaking coked out Sesame Street character. <laughs> Freaking hate the Philly fanatic. All right, let's I think I know why he hates them. You're a Giants fan, right, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like the New York Giants. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so today wasn't actually a good day. Ooh, ooh. The Philadelphia fans, yeah, they're ruthless, they're brutal, but, you know, John, sorry, man. Uh, and, I, and I thought I'd never say this in 100 years. I never knew I would hate the Astros more than I hate the Red Sox. I'm shocked, but, <laughs> look, man, you got to give credit where credit is due, man. <laughs> You really do. I, I listen. I know. To I totally understand if you know if you're biased. You know, Yankee fans. I argue with Yankee fans. I always tell them it had nothing to do with cheating. We lost because we couldn't hit. Why did we lose this year? We lost because we couldn't hit. We couldn't hit again and again and again. It's the same story. They beat us. And yeah, and for uh, all it, I know, it's because the pitchers were cheating. Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> Look, Dusty Baker. Let's you know, move on. <laughs> Dusty Baker was the right guy for that job. He's a he's a veteran manager. I agree. He went in, handled the scandal. They know he knew that they were going to be under fire. So, but look what he did, man. You got to give credit where credit's due. On the one thing that's a well that's a well rounded now that's a well rounded organization. Now if James Click is a free, you know his contract is up. I'm from Detroit, and they're looking for a general manager. I'll take that guy in a heartbeat. Anybody from Houston, you can grab take. They're good at what they do. Yeah. Freaking, I think one of the biggest things, too, and that I noticed throughout the playoffs, but specifically the World Series, is <clears throat> Jose Altuve, who, who struggled through the whole playoffs leading up to the World Series. You know, you look at his final World Series, specifically the World Series, his stat line, he had a 300 batting average, which I think before that he was hitting like... Oh, 69. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was like under 100. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell? Like this, he had eight hits in the freaking World Series. He had two, two of which were doubles. You know, he, he only struck out three times in the World Series out of twenty six at bats. Like the guy, like turned it on when I was like, oh man, like Jose Altuve is just gonna be a bum and he's gonna like they'll win again probably, but not on his bat. And then he showed up and he was scoring runs. Like he was getting on base. You know, like he was really productive for. You know, Alex Bregman and Yuli Gurriel and obviously, you know, Jeremy Pena. So I was just impressed with 
Jose Altuve literally being able to turn it on after however many games of just like crapping the bed. You know, it was just one of those things where you're like, oh, wow, like Jose Altuve, one of the stars of the game, like literally contributing nothing to them getting to the World Series. And that's the same thing with Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. He really had only three moments and the rest of it, he struggled. He even struggled against in the Yankee series. I mean, Seattle, he did well, but after that, you know, he struggled all the way until that yesterday's game, uh, yesterday's game, and he hit that three-run homer. What do you know? They're all three-run homers that he hit. Amazing. Let's talk about the stuff that we're really good at talking about on Bleacher Brawls, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um, we'll start with the Red Sox. We'll get out of the way uh, for these Yankee fans. Um, I don't know if we, we introduced back to Cass as a Yankees fan. I guess we did. Uh, so he, he's going to be joining the Yankees crew, and we're going to get this Red Sox topic out of the way. We've been talking about Bogarts and Judge kind of all season long because it's been um, in the back of our minds. And maybe, you know, for some Red Sox fans, when they start really thinking and hitting last place for the end of the season, the forefront of their minds, what's going on with Xander Bogarts? And um, we are due a decision for his opt-out on Tuesday. I'm going to ask each of these guys, do you think Bogarts is going to opt out? Probably they're all going to say yes, because he might deserve a little more money than he's supposed to get. If he does, where is he going to sign? Is he going to stay with the Red Sox? Is he going to go somewhere else? I want all three of these guys to call their shot. John, I will start with you. Uh, what do you see the future of Xander Bogarts being? Because we're going to find out real soon. So I do think he opts out because he can, he can get more money. I think the Red Sox should re-sign him because I do think he's a really good hitter and a pretty decent shortstop. Uh, but because he's not wasn't drafted by Heim Bloom or brought in, signed as an international free agent, Bloom's got no attachment to him. So I think there's a pop. I think there's a good possibility that they offer him a contract, but maybe it's not met. They can get outbid. And my prediction for that being. If it does happen, I think it might be on like one of those Carlos Correa type deals that we just saw, like a short-term deal with a couple of opt-outs. I don't think there's going to be a, a long-term deal out there this year for him. Um, so I see that happening. It's kind of going to be a short-term bet on yourself, three years with an opt-out every year, kind of high money, and you can re-enter the free agent market again. Uh, and hey, maybe with Carlos Correa opting out, maybe you see Xander Bogarts in Minnesota. But I do think he opts out. I do think the Red Sox should resign him, but I am 50-50 on whether or not that actually happens. Barnes? I think Bogart stays in Boston. I don't think he should opt out. You know, I think he should stay or stick around there. Like, what is he – like, for if you're Xander Bogarts, what do you get out of leaving Boston? You've been kind of the guy there or one of the guys. I mean – Devers is probably the guy, truly the guy, but like, what do you get out of leaving? I mean, he's 29, so I get it. Like, hey, you know, I don't want to say it like this way, but your better years are behind you. Like, are you going to do a complete money grab and play for some crap team? That's fine. Go, go right ahead. Or, hey, are you going to try and right the ship and be the guy in Boston and really try to go all in and buy in on this uh, Heim Bloom stuff and go for it, you know, because Heim Bloom has been building this team to be successful. So are you going to be behind that and in it, or are you going to 
be just some wandering fool who's just going to get the bag but be on a crappy team. I think Xander stays. Yes. Yeah, Xander Bogarts, he's going to opt out. And uh, I know Red Sox are going to, you know, go very hard, be very aggressive, try to bring him back. Uh, I know Rafael Devers is a star. He's he's a great player, Bogarts. I just don't believe in Charlie, uh, was it Charlie uh, Bloom? Who's the Red Sox? Heim. Heim, okay, there we go. I thought it was like a weird fusion of Charlie Brown and Heim. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Charlie, <laughs> like it's a new Boston Red Sox like cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he's been trying to build it. He's been trying to build it, but there's a lot of bad contracts on the Red Sox. And uh, a lot of people don't got faith in him. And a lot of people kind of wanted him gone. And they really believe that this might be his last year. So the truth is, I think he's going to opt out. And there is a market for him. And that market for him is going to be in the National League East. And I do believe Dave Dombrowski is going to land him. I think the Phillies get Bogarts. They've been rumored to land him. And there's another player. Hopefully, we'll talk about him later down the line. But I think Bogart ends up in Philadelphia. Philly needs a shortstop, and that's a great fit. Oh, heavy stuff here. Um, I'm going to, as as the only Red Sox fan on the show tonight, I'm going to, gosh, it's a tough one. I'm going to say that he stays because um, I think the way a lot of people are looking at it is, oh, no, we're going to have to pay Xander $27 million or, oh, no, we're going to have to pay Xander $28 million, whatever, right? It's a lot of money. Uh, Correa's big contract. Trey Turner's on the market. It's going to be a big shortstop, you know, uh, offseason. Um, however, you have to think about the fact that he's, if he doesn't opt out, he's on a $20 million a year deal. Um, and so you're not talking about a guy making a huge leap. Um, you know, you're trying to get a guy that you have for 20 right now for hopefully 26. Um, I don't think for an organization like the Red Sox, that should be the craziest thing in the world. Um, I think people are thinking of it um, as a $30 million signing when I'm trying to, maybe I'm just delusional and trying to justify it to myself, but I'm trying to think of it as a six, $7 million signing because that, that other money is still on the books already, hypothetically right if he stays um but yeah it's definitely between that and and the Devers situation um there's going to be either two big contracts in Boston this offseason or um a lot of really upset people <laughs> myself included um less less Bogarts and more Devers in that case but still um it'll be it'll it'll definitely be um, a tense situation for a while and we will find out Bogey's decision to opt out or not probably opt out uh by Tuesday. On the Yankees side, this is the one that they've had coming for a long time. Aaron Judge is now a free agent, turns down that huge extension last offseason to have um, the biggest bet on yourself season of all time, MVP caliber. Um, and um, he doesn't have an opt-out, right? There's no, there's no contract in place now. He is just straight up a free agent right now. And I want to hear from all these guys um, and what they're thinking. Um, and uh, call your shot, make your prediction. Barnes, I'll start with you. Damn it, why'd you start with me? Uh, New York Yankees. <laughs> I don't know, I'm like fumbling because you can pass if you want. It doesn't have to be you. Oh, man. No, I'm no coward. I'm going to stick to it. Uh, the, 
the New York Yankees will not sign Aaron Judge this year. I hope I'm wrong. I Disclaimer, I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see the way that the Yankees front office has been, that's been handling these like weird, obscure contracts. They're like, they thought bringing in Josh Donaldson was a good idea. Let's start there. This, that, no, will the Yankees bring back Aaron Judge? No, they'll want another Josh Donaldson. They and they'll find out. Cashman just doubled down on Donaldson and said, I think that guy's got a lot more in the tank. I don't think we saw the full Donaldson this season. <laughs> Freaking full. Listen, if that was half of Donaldson, I hope full Donaldson just like gets ejected out of like 20 games. I just hope he's, comp- I hate. No, I, I just don't. The way that the Yankees have been trending over the last like 10 years, I just don't see how they break the like break the bank to bring in Aaron Judge. I really don't. I think they'll find a way they'll go, oh, well, we can get this guy who uh due to analytics could probably hit 62 home runs. The Joey Gallo experiment part three. <laughs> They're gonna bring bring in some Frankenstein monster to replace Judge, and it sucks. But I don't know. I I'm going to go with the Yankees did not sign Aaron Judge. Sorry, Yankees fans. Kasim? Uh, Aaron Judge. Wow. Better than himself. This is the way it's going to go. Cashman and Hell, they got the money. They're going to give him the money. He's going to get his money. It's going to be about the years. Me as a Yankee fan with Aaron Judge at 31 years old, Seven-year contract was perfect. I'm not giving him a 10-year contract. This is the way I lay out the contract. You give him a seven years guaranteed, a player option for eight, team option for nine and 10. That's the only way I could see it. I can't give him guaranteed 10 years. I see how 10-year contracts work in the MLB, and it's not good. It doesn't end well. Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, when he got seven years, look how it all ended. Didn't end well. <clears throat> and I think the Yankees are against giving out 10-year contracts. Now, as my prediction, does Judge stay? Yeah, I do. But there's going to be circumstances to where, like I was saying, you can give them seven years guaranteed. An eight-year with a player option, but nine and ten, it's got to be team option. Because that's and Judge is a big guy. You don't know if you don't know if injuries is going to end up carrying him. You don't know what happens. Just the luck of the draw. But um, <clears throat> I'm hoping he stays a Yankee. I know Major League Baseball wants him to be a Yankee. And I think if Judge stays, that's where guys like Rizzo, guys that might want to come back to the Yankees because they like Judge. If Judge leaves, uh, you're going to see a domino fall with the Yankees where Rizzo leaves. A lot of guys leave from the Yankees. So um, key piece is Judge. As for Josh Donaldson, the Isaiah kind of falafel trade, I'll do it all day. Because I saw enough of Gio and I saw enough of Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I will not do it. No, I'll do it all day long. That's what Gio, I said. Don't, don't, I don't like, tell me about Gio Rochella. Gary Sanchez. <laughs> Gio Rochella, he's nothing but a, he's nothing but a, Steve, he's nothing but a utility guy. You know that, right? He's oh nothing my. special. He's nothing oh special. My. He really oh, is nothing oh special. John. Steve, he's nothing special. I, he's John. better than Josh Allenson. I would have took his luck. glove in his bat. And the fact that we're saying, oh, we need contact hitters, we need contact hitters. Gio Urshela was like the slap hitter, contact hitter that we needed that's not going to strike out the way Donaldson struck out all playoffs. I would have took 
J.O. Urshela over Josh Donaldson all season long. Listen, I know everybody's going off Donaldson off a bed here, but let me tell you something. When that trade happened, you're telling me a lot of Yankee fans were, uh, weren't happy that that deal happened? Jiro Shella was the last straw when it came down to the wild card against Boston. That was it. i seen enough. Gary Sanchez, the only thing I was angry about, because I was a big supporter of Gary Sanchez, the only thing I was angry about is they traded him too late where all the catchers were off the market. That's what got me upset. Like, I wish, like, nothing against Trevino. Trevino's good, but... I mean, really, we're going to go with Trevino as our starting catcher next year? Or that guy, Ben Rodvit? I mean, come on, man. We, we need a catcher. I wish, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When they traded Sanchez, okay, I understand it. You know, your time came to an end. But there was a lot of catchers that came off that market. Tucker Barnhart, Jacob Stallings. I mean, the list goes on on Mitch Garver. I mean, I'm not saying they're all-stars, but... Yeah, I mean, th there was guys that we wanted. It didn't happen. And just for you, all you realistic Yankee fans, and just to be realistic with you guys, we're running it back. We're going to run it back with the same crew. It just hopefully they add some pieces, but the, the same crew is coming back. We're just hoping they can make some moves. But the same crew is coming back, I'm telling you. John, do you agree that, that Aaron Judge is coming back? Uh, do you think they'll give him 10 years? Would you give him 10 years? I want to hear your thoughts on the Judge situation. I actually more agree with Barnes. I think I want Aaron Judge back so bad, and I would I would figure out a way to keep him as Yankee for the rest of his career. Um, maybe not 10 years, but nine years. And you, like, you know, Casper was saying, maybe a team option at the end. But I think you – you key, I would want Aaron Judge as a Yankee throughout the rest of his career. I am very concerned, though, that that might not happen. I have no faith in this front office. They've made so many bad deals over the past couple of years. And one thing I will never understand, and it's so weird, it's like teams always expect the hometown player to take a hometown discount, and they never want to break the bank to keep their hometown player. And for some reason, they'll go out and sign the other guy and bring them in, but the hometown guy, especially in New York, where it's tough to play in New York, and you know Aaron Judge can handle that. You don't want to go out and treat him like the free agent that you bring in. I don't understand it, and I think he can be wooed. You know, like the San Francisco Giants really might make a run at him. If they're willing to throw the years and the money and go out there and say, hey, you show him the love when the Yankees really aren't showing him the love the way they would another free agent, um, I think that could really hurt them and maybe I'm just tempering my expectations. So I'm not crushed if it happens, but um, today it's could change tomorrow. But as of today, I do think Aaron judge leaves. I don't want it to happen, but I'm just afraid that's going to be the outcome. Pat, what do you think? I, do you, I know you want him gone, but do you think it happens? Okay. First of all, I don't know if I want him gone because like I've said before on the show, I love the idea of him taking up $37 million a year on your team in three years um, when his, both of his knees have been shattered. Um, that I like that idea. Um, of course you do. I also, jerk. I also, I'm sticking with my prediction. I'm sticking with, um, with judge to the Mets. I mean, and, and we can use this as a transition to some of the guys we've heard about today. They don't, care about the money like they don't like for the first time truly ever in in major league baseball i mean and i think in a way that would make george steinbrenner you know embarrassed they do not 
care about the money. They just gave Edwin Diaz $20 million a year. Okay. Like I think that they're going to give him a blank check. And I think, you know, all those things he likes about being in New York and, and, uh, being the star of the show and all that kind of stuff. I think he can do it all with the Mets. I'm, I'm staying with the Mets. Um, let's talk about those guys. Edwin Diaz, 106 million. I don't want to get it wrong. I think I'm getting it wrong. I think five years, 102 mil. 102 mil. 102. Five years, 20 million bucks a year um, to hopefully be the guy that they um, – they got this year. Cassim, I'll start with you because you're shaking your head. That's a lot I of think money. It's gonna, I think it's going to blow up in their face. You think so? <laughs> I really believe so. Look, I'm a, I'm a DS fan, but let, let me, let, let's get something straight. He didn't have a good first couple of years with the Mets. Let's see him be honest about yeah. it. He banked on himself, you know, uh, you know, free agent year. He, if he thinks he got the most money, as I think, as a closer, if I'm not sure, I think he got it. Uh, he got paid the most as a closer, but... I, man, if this thing blows up, man, I I, I feel bad for Mets fans because he has talent, but can he keep it up? I, I'm not sure. And I think uh, the Mets, I mean, that's good. They want to resign their players. You know, they probably get Brandon Nemo back. Uh, but there's, man, there's other areas, man. Fourth, well, four-fifths of the rotation could be gone. Uh, it's not, There's other areas they need. They need offense. Their offense is not that good. Losing Marte that this playoffs kind of hurt him. I'm a big starting Marte fan. I remember when he was a free agent. That was my number one target for the Yankees. It wasn't a pitcher. It wasn't a second base. It wasn't even a shortstop. It was Starling Marte. That was the guy I wanted because that guy is a hell of a talent. A hell of a talent. Uh, I think losing him during the playoffs really hurt. But um, look, the Mets got a lot of other areas they really need. I mean... That's good. You resign your own, but uh, I got to see what else they're going to do. I know Cohen don't care. I respect that. I'm glad they got Buck Showalter. I'm so happy that, uh, you know, they, they were tied with the Braves. It just that Brave series killed them. And, uh, you know, they got a right mix and we'll see going forward. But they're going to be they're going to be active. They're going to be aggressive. I'm just hoping uh, I'm hoping that Diaz thing don't blow up, but I don't think it's going to end well. That's my opinion. Barnes, what are you thinking? Uh, it's like, I understand the move, you know, when you have, a, you know, someone running your front office who's basically like Dave Dombrowski, shout out to Luke. Um, I know you're a huge Dombrowski fan. So Luke, this one's for you, buddy. Um, the Mets over here is freaking handing out money, like no one's business to like, what, first off is Edwin Diaz, the best closer in baseball right now. No, John. What do you think? John's uh, shaking his no, head. No, I think he had a good season, but he also plays in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Yeah, uh, Casim, Edwin Diaz, best or not best? Not he's shaking his head. No, Patrick, no, he's best a, or not best? He's good, but yeah, no. I'll give him top five. But I'm not. I'm not going number one. Yeah, no. He so he can take those a hundred that a hundred and two mil and take those trumpets and shove it somewhere because like what like I I mean I don't understand you trying to dump that much money into a guy who's who literally threw uh what what was it 62 innings this year he threw 62 innings and you're giving him that much money 
like to me, I I don't think that them locking in their closer is a make or break thing for that team. Like, do I, you know, Ryan Presley, you know, who just won the World Series, who's pretty good at baseball, like he had arguably as just as good a season as Diaz, maybe not as flashy, you know, obviously Diaz had 118 strikeouts. Presley only had 65. But like, do you, I don't think that you need to spend that much money on your closer. You know, I think like Kasim said, I think it's going to blow up in their face if it doesn't work out or they're going to miss out. Like, you know, like what good is it if you can't get to your closer? Like Bassett just walked. You know, are you going to be able to like, like are Scherzer going to have, a, is Scherzer going to have a good year? Like what's happening with the Grom, like with those and the rest of the starting rotation? What about the rest of the bullpen? So I think it's going to blow up. I think it's ridiculous, but hey, if you can just throw money at things, go right ahead by all means. John, what do you think? Oh, you know what he thinks? You can't hear it. It's not coming through yet, but uh, John's got something ready for us. (laughs) He's got a big smirk on his face, so it'll be good. Did that come across well? I hope it did. I, I love the trumpets, man. Um, any chance Shove to play those the trumpets? trumpets. Get those trumpets out of away just to play stupid. <laughs> that would I really wasted a lot of time. I did not realize it takes like 30 seconds to get to the trumpets. I thought it takes like three seconds. All right, like I screwed that up. My bad. Look, um, Edwin Diaz, he, he the Mets have a lot of money to spend. You know, Steve Cohen is gonna waste money. Uh, and if the deal doesn't work out, he'll just buy out the contract and move on. I think that's kind of how this is going to work. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt them long term. I think you just want to keep his guy. The guy pitches well in City Field, so might as well keep him. Chris Bassett opting out. I mean, yeah, th- that happens. And if anything, he'll probably just get a raise for it. Um, if Steve Cohen wants to keep him in Queens then Steve Cohen will keep him in Queens. So I think it's a smart move by Bassett because if they want to keep him and he did pitch pretty well this season, not in the playoffs, but he did pitch pretty well in the regular season, they'll spend the money. So I think this is just going to be one of those situations now where with the Mets, it's going to be like old school Yankees where you just outspend mistakes. And if they have to cut a guy loose and just buy him out, it's going to happen. I don't think it's, I I don't think a bad contract is going to negatively affect the Mets. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, now I'm starting to think about you, you guys got me thinking about closers. We should do like a closers draft, I think, because I'd be interested to see uh, who you guys are, th- you guys think are underrated. But I want to wrap this up with one more thing. We said at the top of the show, that's our very first off season. We've officially covered a full season of baseball together and we're entering the off season. We are entering um, the time of Derek sending us Jeff Passon tweets in the chat. And uh, we're, we're entering the time of um, talking a whole lot more fantasy football shit on the show than we do right now. I want to ask all these guys. Oh my God. He literally just sent us a Jeff Passon tweet. Um, I want to ask all you guys, what do you do in the off season? Is it, is it more sports? Do you pick up a TV show? We're going to have the next couple months to fill. Um, obviously, some hot stove stuff going on, but 
you know, we're going to kind of downsize the amount of episodes that we do here because there just isn't as much news all the time. Um, I want to know how you guys are, are filling that time. Uh, John, I'll start with you. What do you, what do you do in the off season? So I'm, I'm a Marvel fan. I like comic books. And once the Marvel universe started, the MCU started, um, I I've just been a huge fan ever since. So I just finished She-Hulk. I am going to recommend that to anybody. That was a really, really good show. Uh, I really appreciate I really liked it. Um, good homage to the comics. Uh, I might rewatch WandaVision from an earlier MCU show this, uh, that kind of kicked off the TV shows. Both really good. And I, despite the fact that I'm a huge fan, I did not see, I don't always get to see the movies in theaters because I have kids and getting away is very hard to do. So I'm going looking forward to watching Doctor Strange, hopefully this coming weekend. So the most recent Doctor Strange movie. So yeah, all I'm all in on the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Cool, cool. Barnes, obviously you got uh, you got the baby, uh, but uh, what do you plan on filling the next couple of months with? Some New York next, football giants, I think. New York football giants. I'm a huge Giants fan. Go Giants. We're coming, we're coming for the Eagles. It's, they're great, but whatever. Uh, I'll save that for another time. Um, typically in the offseason, I try to pick up another sport. I'm a huge soccer fan, and just the way that things are shaking out this year, the World Cup is actually going to start at the end of this month. So I'm going to be all in on the World Cup action. Maybe I'll talk about it on a random show. Maybe I'll talk about it on a who the heck knows, a Barnes hour or something like that. Barnes World Cup hour. I don't know. Um, but just in general, you know, I'm looking forward to, Hey, if you're listening and you're quote, a nerd, I love anime, but I'm also probably going to pick up some Vince Vaughn movies and listen to the Vince Vaughnathon hosted by our very own Patrick and, uh, his significant other Taylor. So shout out to the Vince Vaughnathon. You can find them anywhere on Apple podcasts. And are you guys also on Spotify? Everywhere, everywhere you find your podcast, just like you can find Bleacher Brawls. Barnes, that's so funny. I was I was gonna plug, I was gonna say I got a lot of Vince Vaughn movies to watch. That was my bit, but you beat me to it. Thanks for the plug. Uh thanks for listening. Uh Cassim, I know you know, like we said, you you're you're also gonna be very busy uh with your baby boy coming up. But uh, any plans over the next couple months to keep busy uh without any baseball to watch? Yeah, I, uh <clears throat> I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so I'm I love the NFL basketball I gave up on it a long time ago that actually used to be my favorite sport but not no more um uh, what else do I do hang out with my friends Sundays Mondays we chill out now with the baby I'll be taking care of him watching over him and uh to be honest I kick back and I watch what Netflix old school sports baseball movies you know Moneyball, Major League one and two uh, I kick back that's how I get through the winter so once we get through there, we got the World Cup coming up. I'm a, you know, I don't watch regular soccer, but the World Cup I watch it every four years. That's why I'm into it. I can't wait. It's gonna be amazing. So we can actually kill our time with as months go on now before the winter meetings. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff to watch. Cool guys, I love it all. I uh, like Barnes said I'll be watching some Vince Vaughn movies over at the Vince Vaughnathon. Um, we got a couple months left of that show. Um, I'm actually looking forward to like uh, not thinking about baseball a little bit. Obviously, we still have this show and we're still covering a bunch of stuff. And um, 
we're always going to get those tweets from Derek. Um, but I, I, uh, I feel like this off season is deserved for the crew as well. Um, it was a long season and, uh, we were figuring out, uh, out a lot about, uh, what the show was and how we're going to do stuff. <laughs> Parts is killing me with this card and, um, figuring Gio, out what Gio, is, what we're going to make it. So, yeah, he's, he's obsessed with this freaking card. What's so good about him? What defense Donaldson actually <laughs> played better defense than him. My God. What's oh so my God. Him? Oh my God. We'll save this for a brawl one day. Steve, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing special about him. <laughs> I swear there was nothing special. That's what makes him special. Yankee fans love people for sometimes for no reason. He... They give no reason. They... Oh, oh we love him because he has good defense. Whoopee. Oh, he was better. Than... When was the ah. last Donaldson good year in Toronto? That was like a, like a fortnight ago. Like Jesus Steve. Christ. Steve, let me let me give you let me give you an example of, of the oh shortstop God. position after Jeter. You remember you remember Didi? You remember I remember Didi that guy. Yeah, how many people hated him after the first year? I I don't know. I liked him. No, no. But how many people hated him? Didn't he struggle? Everybody hated him. Yeah. See, A Rod. Did you like A Rod, Steve? Did I like A Rod? Yeah. No, did you I like him on the Yankees? I was not an A Rod guy. John, did you like him? Uh, I I tried my best, but he made it really hard. He was a hard guy to like. Yeah, when A-Rod came to the Yankees, I was very pissed. I felt like without him, we would have been better off. I was not, I'm not an A-Rod fan, just like I'm not a Geo fan. There's a lot of – doesn't mean they play on the Yankees. doesn't mean I like them. But Geo like, is better than – Geo would have been better than Donaldson. Like, Donaldson didn't have a good season. He didn't hit well. Like, Gio had a high – I know I don't really buy into war or anything, yeah, but I know, either. like, Gio's numbers were better than Donaldson. And Donaldson, like, his best days are behind him. It's not like he's going to have a better season next year. It's not like he's going to have a bounce-back season. He's old. He's going to have a terrible season. Of course, but the Yan- I already know the Yankees are not going to eat the money. There's no way you're going to eat up $25 million. Him and Aaron Hicks' contract, good luck. But I still do that trade. I'm sorry. You got a shortstop. You- they acquired a shortstop and they acquired a third baseman. What are you going to do? That's what happened. I mean, trades are going to work out. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. If somebody tells me I'd rather have Gio, I'm sorry. I disagree. He didn't show me nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> to this episode of Was the Josh Donaldson Trade Worth It? Uh, we covered it all. We covered no. uh, Josh Donaldson. We covered Zander Bogarts. We covered Josh Donaldson. We covered Gio Urshela. Hey, as John has once said on this podcast, and then we can close it out officially, Josh Donaldson, he's on the New York Yankees. He's a jackass, but he's our jackass. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Uh, We got lots of fun stuff coming up, guys. I know I said I'm looking forward to chilling out a little bit. Um, The show, we're going to kind of tweak our our off-season schedule a bit. but we're still going to cover all the most important Yankees news, all the most important Red Sox news, just like we did with DS tonight. All the all the most important baseball news. So you're going to be want to you're going to want to follow Bleacher Brawls everywhere. You can follow things at Bleacher Brawl on Twitter. Go over to our YouTube page. Derek just put out a breaking news video about Edwin Diaz um, had that sucker lined up and ready to go. Second, the news was official. That video went live. He did a great job on that. Of course, bleacherbrawls.com. Derek's doing a little bit of his calling your shot tomorrow. Um, wondering uh, 
where some of these Red Sox free agents are going to go, because of course, um, Bogey's not the only one. Uh, fun stuff over on the website. Anywhere you find things, you can find Bleacher Brawls. We're going to wrap it up. All right. My name's Patrick for John, for Barnes, for our new friend, Kasim. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for rating it five stars. And we will see you all next time. I hate Josh Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs>